0: We fucked up, and we fucked up Fake time.
1: The US strikes back, killing
2: a member of the Islamic State. You cannot gun. Whole world
1: going to shit.
0: Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill.
2: Hello and welcome to episode number 70 of Planet Rage. Yo, yo, yo,
1: yo, 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 yo.
2: Can you believe it, Larry? 7-0. Can't believe it. I refuse to. We are well past our prime now. Speak for yourself. (laughs) 11 shot. Only three fatally, though. I mean, that's low on the the amount shot, but I guess that means their percentages are going up. What's the temperature been? It has been fairly nice, which I'm surprised because that usually starts bringing them out as the weather gets nicer. Although there was, I didn't read the story, but there was a a shooting on one of the expressways again. This is the one. That's a style. Yeah, I 57. Yeah. So it's like, this is where, uh, you know, if we were to go to watch a White Sox game, we'd go down I 57 then to the dirty Dan, Dan Ryan. And this was on I 57, which is the reason why my parents is, you know, one, there's no way my dad should be driving on the expressways at 81. But, uh, even if he was younger, it's, it's a dangerous place to be right now.
1: The world is a dangerous place to be. But hey, I saw, um, it looks like there's a mushroom cloud over Chicago this morning. Something else is burning, something massive. That's not, I mean, I guess that's not a surprise. I haven't seen what this one is. Yeah, it's a factory. And holy shit. I mean, it looks every bit as bad as that
2: East Palestine thing. Like another chemical fire type thing? Yeah, a factory, I think they said it was. I believe it. And then you never know what's going on. What's being released into the air and then, uh, of course, that'll be unhealthy.
1: Yeah. Well, they've they've shifted. I mean, everybody's kind of wised up to the chemtrails. Right. So now it's just burn shit on the ground and get it done that way.
2: Hey, they're trying to burn the cities down. They're usually the ones that are run by the Democrats for some reason. <laughs> I can't quite figure out why. Uh, maybe I can. We've raged about it enough. The <laughs> difference between... Just the overall style of leadership and what you get as the end result because there's always people that are going to blame things like the guns while they put their head in the sand about the criminals, which just has so never true. made sense to me. Well, I mean, it makes you know, sense. a reason for that. You're right. It's disingenuous because of the fact what they really want to do is unarm the law-abiding citizens and the only way to do that is to blame the criminals, and then they get exactly what they want.
1: Yeah, but there's a deeper root cause. I always like to get to the absolute, you know, center to the core of issues like this. And the real reason these people feel that way is because they are cowards. And they're the ones that say, you should have found police, you know. But as the bromide says, when seconds count, police are only minutes away. Yes. And so when somebody successfully defends themselves against an intruder or an attacker using a firearm, that makes them look bad. Okay? Makes them look bad. And that's really the core issue of the whole gun bullshit. It's I don't want you to have a gun because you make me look
2: bad. You show me up as the pussy that I am. I can see that, you know, and it's funny because there's a lot of cops in Chicago that tell you, "Yeah, you know, I know it's illegal for you to have a gun, but I'd highly recommend you go get a gun." Sure, of course, of course they
1: do. The honest ones will say that.
2: Yeah, like protect yourself and then worry about keeping yourself out of jail. But it doesn't matter if you're Mm -hmm. dead.
1: Yeah. Do you want to be judged by twelve or carried by six? That's your that's your choice. Yeah, which
2: is the whole concept behind the part of the Constitution that says you have the right to protect yourself. Mm -hmm. But no. No, the Democrats don't like it and they're eating their own and it's all just insanity, really. But there's big news. Did you see uh, James
1: O'Keefe just resigned from uh, Project Veritas?
2: Wait, 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 because the story like three days ago was that he was ousted and then that was, well, no, he wasn't, but now he quit. What's this all about?
1: That's You know, all I know is what I saw on Twitter and it said that he just, uh, he just quit um, Project
2: uh, Veritas. He's done. It's interesting. I mean, all of this stuff is coming down to the same thing, which for me is I refuse to believe anything. I will not believe media as far as the mainstream. You know, I certainly don't believe CNN or MSNBC, but at this point, I don't believe Fox. Mm -hmm. I don't believe Breitbart. I don't believe any of the ones that say they're really ultra right-leaning. I don't believe the ones that are ultra left-leaning. And I don't really believe any of the ones in the middle, which leads to a very interesting world because if you aren't mentally strong, I believe you have a big problem living in a world where you can't confirm the things you believe. And I think that puts a lot of anxiety into the world. I don't know if that's why, you know, there's so many anxiety uh, pills being prescribed by doctors all over the place. But I do think that this is a big part of it is that you do not have anywhere to go in order to get any kind of confirmation. Now, you'll be able to find your crowd that believes whatever you believe, and they'll yell and scream and all this. But when it comes down to actually getting facts and figures and proof of any of it, you're not going to get it. On anything, I don't think.
1: Well, whether he resigned or resigned under pressure, which is what I suspect, you know, it's like, okay, here you can fall on your sword. Um, my guess is, I mean, I think the guy's done a lot of pretty, pretty ballsy things over the years, right? Yes. And I think it's no accident that this most recent dust up with a psychotic from Pfizer um, seems to have been that was the straw that broke the board's back, if you will. Right. And what other What other um, adversary has O'Keefe taken on with as much muscle as Pfizer? I can't think of one.
2: Well, they've gone through like the Planned Parenthood. They've gone down the usual laundry list, but the ones with money.
1: But those again, those Planned Parenthood probably has you know a a wallet the size of a a coin purse compared to Pfizer's, and and as well as the the political
2: clout they clearly they have. Oh, there's no doubt that Pfizer's got the bankroll. Yeah. But it's also something where undercover journalism, I don't like it. And I'm sure they have uncovered some things that have been absolutely true. But when you're getting something from one source in a way that they do it at project Veritas, and I understand why they do because it makes for really good social media videos You know, the whole hidden camera trick and that, oh, we're talking to somebody that doesn't know we're talking to them. Right. But the reality is they're not under oath. They're in this case. The excuse the guy gave was exactly what I would give as as far as being reality, which was, oh, I was trying to impress a date. (laughs) Wait a minute. So
1: (laughs) when. Whenever does oath mean anything in these well, proceedings? These people lie constantly under oath.
2: Oh, this is true, which is why you can't really believe what people say in court. This goes right down to the fact that I don't believe you can believe anything at all at this point.
1: Yeah, but I think the hidden camera thing um, is is a much more reliable source than some asshole sitting in a, in a witness
2: stand saying, "Oh, you, you know, lying his ass off, which we see constantly. Right? I think it can be if you have a hidden camera in a boardroom at Pfizer, I would believe what comes out of there way more than random Pfizer guy getting drunk while trying to impress a date.
1: So you don't believe that guy?
2: I don't. I don't. I mean, I Hmm. believe that it's possible, but there's not enough evidence. There's not a, you know, for me that I go back to old school, I guess, journalism where I want multiple Confirmations and multiple sources. And it, while it's possible, I mean, I'm not saying that I don't believe it is possible and that it might be true. It's like, I just want more. I want more evidence before going, hey, well, that's obviously true because they had one idiot that admitted to saying this. And you also know that when it comes to the hidden camera game, there are certain things that are edited out. You might not get the whole conversation. You really have to trust Project Veritas too that they're not doing. Selective editing, and there's a lot of things that go into this because, as we all know, selective editing could really change the meaning of things as sure. well, because somebody could be giving an example of something else and then you mm. cut out what was before and after that, and you're like, "Oh, you see what he said there? It's like you can't you can't really put a hundred percent trust in it now, is it interesting enough to where investigations maybe should be started? Sure. But I've yeah. never really bought 100% into the, the Project Veritas stuff. I've never bought into how, and while I'm sure they've done some good work, it's still very questionable work the way I look at it. Jeez. See, I,
1: I think that that guy's reaction, which was like, you know, he pulled a pin on his own self-hand grenade. I mean, it, it, it may be possible, epic, yeah. It was a fucking epic meltdown that that guy did and to me that undercuts the thought there the possibility that it was selectively edited he knew he knew exactly what he said he knew he just shot himself in both feet had he not he wouldn't have gone so berserk
2: well let no, see i would um, disagree with that because say you were intentionally just saying that to impress your date or shock your date or whatever it was the minute you realized that was going out on the internet either way I think you're getting the same reaction, whether he was telling the truth and was being caught or the, Hey, I've been blowing smoke up this guy's ass because I think this guy's just trying to get me to say something. So I'm saying it and I think it's funny. And then you realize that's going on the internet. I think you get the same reaction either way. That could be.
1: But again, if the, if the, the the, the fact that he said I was trying to impress a date, um, I don't see where saying the things that he said would be in a, in a logical sense. Someone would say to impress another person. What, you know, if you want to impress a, if, if he was saying, yeah, my last paycheck uh, was for seven figures, and uh, right. I just bought a, you know, I just bought an island in uh, in the South Pacific, and my my Learjet is parked at the airport. That's the kind of shit people
2: say to impress a date. Yeah, but um, this is the new commie revolution where the the uh, the data is all that's important. That's what you know, is going to keep people at the edge of their seat because everybody's interested in this. I mean, it could go either way, which is, again, why I have to look at it more in a skeptical glass half full kind of way until you get further proof. Now, again, hearing that it's like, well, I think this is interesting and I would hope that people can do what they can to get to the bottom of it. But I wouldn't hear that and go. Well, that's a hundred percent true. No matter what anybody else says or any other data that comes out.
1: Yeah, but the only other data you're going to get. Look at the data we got. I it mean, is a catch twenty-two. Getting is 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 lies. Okay, <laughs> an endless stream of outrageous lies came from all the authorities. They were all accepted by the M five M. They were all disseminated as fact and truth. And you know, we're finding out
2: it was all bullshit.
1: I mean, what when you say the the there's a, I think we agree that the journalisming, as was it CFB said that? It
2: or, was, uh, I I, there was some guy, the
1: guy 13, on YouTube, um, somebody, whoever said that, you know, we agree it's pretty much a dead art. Yes. You know, it just doesn't exist anymore. So, what have you got? Whether it's, whether it's Jimmy O'Keefe with a hidden camera, um, at some, some bar with some idiot, or it's somebody with a blog, um, it's either going to be believed or not believed. Um, you know, look at the look at the whole the, the Twitter files. People are saying, "Oh, that's all bullshit." You know, did did we see? Do you believe the Twitter files that uh, Matt Taibbi is is uh, is cranking out there? Um, I guess you don't have to, but has anybody seen those those memos? I haven't seen right. those memos. I haven't seen that stuff. Well, but I believe he was given that. Of what was going on with Twitter for for years bears
2: bears great witness that Taibbi's files are true. You know. Well, it definitely pushes it in one direction. Yeah. But even with those, it's like, well, I would like more confirmation. And you're right. It's very hard to, as that's how we started, it's very hard to get any confirmation about almost anything at this point. But
1: you don't need any confirmation when there's, when there's a, a, a years of receipts, as they say, of all the people that they sidelined and shadow banned and so forth. I mean, that's, oh, common, there's no doubt. Absolutely provable. There's no, there's that, that is a stone fact that is unassailable. So, you know, all, all really Taibbi's stuff did courtesy of Musk was corroborate what
2: we already knew. And with all of that, you're also being just thrown when it goes to the Twitter files, you're being thrown so much data, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, another side of that's a old legal trick, which is just bury them in paperwork. Sure. You know, we'll give them everything. But for me, being able to have, whether you have to believe, um, The validity of those documents, what you're looking at with the Twitter files, were things in writing between people that trusted each other at the company and all of that. And to that, I would lend a lot more of my believability than having one guy trying to catch somebody else saying something. I mean, we know that's what Project Veritas is doing so the question all there becomes uh for me <clears throat> excuse me which is you know what are the rules of engagement how far will project veritas go to get somebody to say something and how will they edit it because this is where they're making their money this isn't something that project veritas is doing just to be like hey we want to be good global citizens i mean they're doing this to make money they're doing this to get views and i understand what The system is that they're using and can it be effective yes but i put a lot less trust in the data they'll collect there than you would if you're allowed to go in and get all of the private memos that were going back and forth from the twitter files it's not to say either one of them is provably wrong or provably right because of that it's just it's either way it's a starting point kind of yeah well i
1: was i was i've never been i was not surprised in the least By how the entire you know this whole uh, Vax thing is blown up in Pfizer's face, because I had a very good friend. Um, We worked together for many years, and um, when she left the company I was at, she went and took a a position at Pfizer, and she was like the uh, executive secretary to I don't know it was was, this predates Borla, but it's one of the very top guys at uh, at Pfizer, and this is before any any pandemics or whatever. And we'd talk on the phone every now and then. And she used to say to me, you know, she, she'd done well on her on her first job. She'd you know, retired, had a pension, just kind of bored and thought she'd do something else and was making very good money doing that as well as the executive secretary. And she'd call me and say, you know, I really feel like quitting this shit. And I'd say, well, why? What's i <laughs> not paying enough. Or, no, she would, she would be sitting in their conference rooms when they'd be talking about m- taking a new drug to market. And the bean counters would sit there and one guy would say, well, uh, what's the, f- you know what's the fatality rate of this and the guy said well we we anticipate by x amount of x amount of deaths from this you know and then another bean counter would say well you know uh, our insurance whatever and they they basically quantify and justify marketing shit that they knew that they knew was going to kill people and she had a terrific moral dilemma cashing her paychecks from these assholes so this is a close personal friend. She was not, you know, there was she had no reason to to invent this stuff. I never knew her to be in any way, uh, um, you know, phantasmagorical anything. She she says she's a very trust trustworthy person. So I tend to believe um, what what O'Keefe uh, got on video with that asshole. Um, and we saw the whole trail of you know Fauci with his lies about calling you know gain of function research was actually just cooking up fresh viruses. Call it what the fuck right. it is. Um, so, the, the, so in, in my estimation, the overwhelming, the mountain of lies from assholes at Pfizer, who, again, if you want to talk people doing stuff for money, the money they're getting is opposed to. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's, is,
2: there's no comparison. They're making None. a few more bucks. Yeah. They, a few more
1: bucks. And they've been at it a lot longer and they've got a lot more muscle and juice. Um, so, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw my, my vote down on, uh, I, I believe, what I saw in that video.
2: We all know any drugs are dangerous. doesn't really matter what they are. I mean, the side effects that you get listed on everything that's advertised on television are hilarious, really, when you really think about it. And I mean, I get it. I recently was in the ER, had that heart arrhythmia issue, and the cardiologist, who I've been with for years, was like, yeah, I should probably take a low dose. Of a particular drug that I was well familiar with. That is a drug that has in clinical tests, killed children. It's it's something that is definitely not a a drug to be trifled with. It's got like, what do they call it? A black box or black something warning, which Mm -hmm. is like the most serious warning that the FDA will give on any drug they allow. And it's like, I get it for people misusing it. Even when uh, it was given originally, and I never ended up taking it, but it was originally prescribed as a pill in the pocket kind of thing, which is, hey, if you go into AFib, you can take this, and it will kind of do the same thing they're going to do for you if you go into the ER, which is, you know, give you the, the medication to reset your heart. Okay. And once I told my GP, when I went in, because I saw him like a few weeks after I had seen the cardiologist, he was just like, whoa. He's like, you have to be really careful with that stuff because, you know, you take that at the dosage that it was for the pill in the pocket, which was, I think, uh, like 300 milligrams. He's like, uh, if you take that and you aren't an AFib, that could kill you. Nice. So he's like, you really have to understand what's going on. Hmm. But with that said, you know, this, my heart was going nuts. So it's like, well, okay, the, he put me on a 50 milligram dose. And started taking that, and everything settled right out, so I would guess the drug is doing what it's supposed to, but it's also I understand a very dangerous drug, and there's a uh there's a balancing act with everything, and I think that was the biggest problem everybody had, including I think we had talked about that with the vaccines, which is people weren't told this up front, you know for me, it's like this is. Well, it wasn't a matter of not telling people up
1: front. They lied. It wasn't a, It wasn't a lie of omission. It was an in-your-face lie. They said repeatedly. And, and you watched the percentages drop from 100% safe to effective. Right. And effective. Then it was 80. Then it, whatever. down. Then down, down, maybe down. So a little lying. bit safe
2: and effective. Yes, they were
1: lying. They were lying. It wasn't just withholding information. Oops, we forgot to tell them. They lied in the world's face. Oh, well, and they still
2: are, I believe. And they still are, yes. Because as as far as I, everything that I've looked into, and granted, I have followed the vaccines a lot less in the last year, year and a half. But I'm still refusing to take any mRNA. I mean, I got my J&J, and then they were like, oh, get a booster after like three months. So I got the second J&J, then after that, I've had nothing and don't really have any plans to get anything. Right. Because the MRNA stuff. And it's funny because there was a hit piece on J&J the other day again.
1: Is that right?
2: Uh-huh. And I'm like, why? It's not even around anymore.
1: Why? Yeah. And why did, why did, and you know, why? <laughs> the question is, what, how did that suddenly become taboo? I mean, you did okay with it. And it's it seemed like when people were getting it, there was far, far fewer side effects from the J&J. And suddenly that just be, oh, that's not good. We're taking it off the market. Why? Was there ever an explanation of that?
2: No. And it was for men and women who were past their prime, as uh mm-hmm. Mickey Haley might say, mm-hmm. that uh were having almost no problems. It was only women of childbearing age right. that seemed to have a much greater prevalence of stroke. And it was only within the two weeks right after, where the mRNA stuff seems to be causing things long after two weeks. Oh, yeah. Or as far as I know, the the J&J, which is what, a bivalent or something, boost or whatever it was called, uh, that it was after two weeks. If you were okay, it was probably not going to have anything that popped up after that. Yeah. But for some reason, they're still going after that. There's no new vaccines. I mean,
1: what possible reason could there be money? I understand that. I would guess I don't know, but if it's, but, but hasn't has it been taken? It's been taken off the market, right? Or it's been blacklisted by the FDA or the
2: NIH? Has it not? Well, it hasn't been updated. I don't think it's necessarily been taken off. I think you can still get it if you ask for it, and I believe that's okay. what they're still using in other parts of the world. But you know, those poor people who don't deserve the good stuff, although they're probably <laughs> the ones that are going to be dying way less because they don't have the mRNAs. You know, it's. Yeah. It's a catch twenty two, I suppose. Yeah. Did you see the uh, DeMar Hamlin thing with uh, Strahan? No, I did not. I heard he wore some kind of weird jacket to the uh, to the Super Bowl, yeah. but I well, didn- th-
1: There was a subsequent. There was an interview with him and Strahan from what is he on J- Good, One of the Morning Shows? Gia right. here today. I forget which. <laughs> and the guy said to Strahan, to his credit, said. So, uh, you know, what are the, what is the, the First of all, Australian, I guess was some kind of a football star himself. Yes. Right. Okay. So he said, you know, Hey, you know, in, in my day, which predates yours by quite a bit, um, they've just, they tested the crap out of us for all kinds of stuff. It was just relentless test 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 to make sure we were up to the, to the game and so forth. And I, he said, he said, like, I can only imagine that it's increased since then, you know, um, were you all tested before, um, you know, you were, you signed on to the team, Oh yeah, yeah. Did they find any any trace whatsoever of any type of heart issues, abnormalities, whatever, any cardiac stuff on you? No, no, nothing. I was, you know, i have always been tip top. Okay. <laughs> and then he said to him, so, you know, after they put you, after you came, were in the hospital and revived and so forth, I imagine they must have examined you thoroughly, right? And what did they say could have, um, could have caused this to happen to you on the, uh, on the field? And the guy probably, he probably took, I'm going to say about a 15, 17 second pause and looked at his shoes. And then he sort of mumbled, I don't want to go there. Didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. Which. Okay, now that was no hidden camera. There was no James. O'Keefe. No. You know, so you, you I mean, you, you it doesn't take. Einstein to connect the dots. There, they they told him, "Shut the fuck up." I guarantee you, one of those doctors said, "Hey man, could could be vaccine related," and they said, "Yeah, you leak that out, your career is over, Damar. You know, you're shoveling shit somewhere.
2: Could be vaccine related, could be COVID related, and also it could be something that you know. And although, again, I would find it harder in this day and age, but it wouldn't be uncommon if possible." for somebody to know they have a health problem, but be like, I'll be fine. I want the money. I want to go play to where he covered something up that he knew, which again would be the question like, well, were you having symptoms up leading up to this and you just ignored them? I mean, I don't know how often they do the testing. I'm guessing most sports would probably be maybe a yearly physical before the season starts. You would think they do it. I would, you know, that's what I I would would hope, you know, and I would hope kind of more in today's day and age with, the fact of whether it's the vaccine or whether it's any virus can cause problems with the heart and people get viruses all the time and people have weird reactions to viruses and they have for years. I would think that if you have any kind of illness or any kind of symptoms that the protocol would be to get checked. But I mean, one, we know how guys are overall. We know how athletes are overall. Like I'm fine. I'm bulletproof. Nothing's going to get me. It was just a little flu or something like that. I was, yeah, so it was a little, you know, it's interesting when you hear from people a lot with various things. There was one the other day. I forgot exactly what the case was, but I've been reading way too much medical stuff, hmm. which was, you know, yeah, I was having trouble. Maybe it was, uh, maybe it was a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar who just came out that he has atrial fibrillation and he was just you know, getting a little out of breath and couldn't figure out why oh, I thought I was fine. I sat down. It went away. Great. No problem mm-hmm. until he finally went to get diagnosed. But I think his reaction is the same of many athletes, which is, oh, this is just a temporary thing. I'll be fine. Right. So I. Don't, it'll be interesting to know why. But I, I don't know what up.
1: reason. What reason would he have not to say that?
2: Unless I mean, it's personal he, he, the culpability. Eyes of the world. Right, huh? unless it was personal culpability that he knew he had done
1: something wrong, but he, he, you know, why would he even say that? I mean, only only he would know that then. Right, only he would know that. He, you know, what I'm saying. He, I mean, if he was having issues, say like the ones you described for Jabbar, right? You know, he's the only guy that knew that he'd have no reason to even divulge that to to uh, his doctors, so that you know they could they could bring pressure on him or the team to to shut up about him. I mean, right. I, mean, I can't think of another reason why. He could be he doing various up and offer and offer no explanation to that question, to Strahan's question, other than they said, "Hey, you know, it's something that that, that go, runs counter to the party line. Shut the fuck up."
2: Or it was something like uh, steroids or other illegal drugs that he was taking. I mean, there are other alternatives. Although I would believe that your uh, hypothesis here could be correct. I think there are other possibilities, but I could see. That's absolutely right, where they said, well, yes, you had. And I, I'm curious what his vaccination schedule looked like. I mean, because it's well, been a know. long time. I mean,
1: we know what it looks like because they were all forced to take it. And as Dvorak said, when he went down on that field, the looks on the faces of all those other players going, holy shit, we took that crap, too. It you know? could, could be the next um, in line, which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I mean, and the the incredible, I mean, you look at the stats on these people, these athletes that are just falling over. Uh, dead and and unconscious on fields um co- you know collected I mean if you're looking for for, for uh, data, it's just overwhelming it's, it's it's unbelievable how this is happening and has as a
2: spike that's just through the stratosphere of these occurrences you know what what else is driving that? Well, the oddity for me is that it's a lot of soccer players in Europe more than NFL nBA, MLB. So I'm wondering, it's like, what is the average? And I have no idea. I would just be guessing like which vaccine is mainly given in those countries, in those areas where it's happening more because we've seen, okay, you had the football player and that was immediately after he took a hit, which is a little different than most of these guys. Like the soccer ones were just, Hey, we're just running around. They didn't take any kind of uh, you know, hit that could cause something. I mean, there's, it could be a domino effect. But it, yeah. it does seem to be more in Europe, which is like, well, what's what's the cause there? What was funny was, if you recall,
1: when when he when he first went down, um, <laughs> all the bullshit they came up with. What there was a term they had for and I can't remember what it was called. It was some some uh, multisyllabic.
2: Well, it was the term. thing that has happened to like 12 year old Little League players where if you get hit it in the chest at the exact moment between heartbeats there's like a very small window very 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 small window
1: yes and the occurrence of that were like a lot of win odds it was yes oh yeah insane and they and and many many medical professionals finger quotes came out speaking ex catheter that that's what happened right because they they, again had no data that had happened if they were right Hamlin would have been very happy to say to Strahan, Hey, those guys are right. Yeah. When I took that hit uh, my heart, skipped a beat and I,
2: I hit the deck. Yes. But he didn't. That is the question that, I mean, it, it could absolutely be, Hey, we were told not to say this. It could also be that he was doing cocaine the night before. And his heart gave out, you know, there's it'll, it all depend. It'll be interesting to see if he's back next year at the start of the season, how long of a, uh, you know, how long of an outage he'll be having. But I can see either way. And the question would be, how do you really get to the bottom of it? Will anybody get an actual answer? No. And that's where we're leading again to how do you prove anything? Well, again, I mean, the the, the overwhelming evidence is that he
1: was that it was it was vaccine related and he was pressured to shut up because you look at the Twitter I mean, this is, this is unquestionably, this has been the most pervasive um, scam ever, ever perpetrated on the globe. Okay. The most pervasive of censorship, you know, I mean, myself, my, some of my tweets, I was kicked off of Twitter. My Facebook stuff was removed because I even said, you know, a year and a half ago had questions about, gee, do you think this thing's, no, you can't say that. You can't say that. So, I mean, there's well, I it's mean, like 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 cops say, you know, if it, if it quacks and walks and shits like a duck, it's a duck.
2: Well, you, you are know, a subversive. But, um, you're one of those bad yeah, people Larry. You exactly. know, exactly.
1: So so we so I mean, what what other you know, the guy you know, was he had a nose full of toot? I don't know. Like I guess that's possible. I guess that is possible. But the overwhelming evidence indicates that he was told to shut the fuck up because that's just been between government agencies, between Pfizer. I mean, it's just been relentless. You do not you do not speak against the party line of God, Pfizer, and mRNA, mRNA vaxes, you know, or you will suffer the consequences. You will be silenced. And I think this guy clearly was silenced. Yeah, is there a possibility of something else?
2: Yeah, sure there is. But I, overwhelmingly, I'd bet long odds and big money that that's what happened. Well, one, I wouldn't certainly bet against that. And I didn't watch any part of the Super Bowl, but I believe... That Pfizer was a sponsor. Am I correct in that? I believe I that know. Pfizer was. I, I didn't watch the Super Bowl. I believe they were, which also adds a whole different level to the. Uh, Doesn't it though? Uh huh. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, and again, and this could also be we know when this stuff happens, even beyond the medical stuff, but it happens with the medical stuff and all sorts of other things, which is, hey, okay, wait, you took our drug football player. And it caused a problem. Here's 50 million. Sign this non disclosure agreement. Sure. Yeah. And then we're all happy that yes, we yeah. put your life in danger, but we're giving you money. This happens yeah. with everything all the time. A company does something. Oh, wait, there was some accidental cyanide in your Cheerios, kids. Here's 50 billion dollars. Just sign here that you won't talk about it. Right. Which to me, and I did hear the audio, I didn't see. The clip on that, but yes, when somebody asks you a question when you're being interviewed for national television, and you go, Mm. "That's a problem," when you don't answer,
1: it was was like it was like five times that pause. Right? it's really, I felt bad for the kid. I mean, I thought to myself, "What the fuck? Why didn't some?" I mean, the guy's a he's a big deal. You know, I don't know. I have no idea if he was a superstar player or just a middling one, whatever. But post that incident, the guy is world famous without question. And you would think that with all the juice and muscle that the NFL has, somebody would have sat him down and said, Hey, you know, or even I'm surprised they didn't even get a question list out of Strahan first to, right. you know, cut that possibility off of the past, but they didn't. And you think they would have said, Hey, kid, if you ask you this, here's what you say. But holy shit, that that pause and look at his <laughs> shoes. Wow.
2: Well I felt and, bad for him. Yeah, and why not have the doctors treating him? make the statement i mean i remember that very clearly when ronald reagan got shot i mean granted a little different of a situation you know but the doctors came out and explained stuff and i'm pretty sure i've seen things in the sporting world where the doctors yeah. come out and explain stuff so sure. how come the doctors never came out and said well here's what happened i mean obviously he would have to sign off because there are privacy issues right when it comes to medical stuff but if he would have signed off the doctors could have came out and been like well here's what yeah. happened we didn't get that for whatever reason, huh. which also just leads us right. Us crazy podcasters then have to break it down uh. and try to figure out what's going on, which, I mean, I, it's entertaining. I'll give you that. Yes, it is. Now, I think we have the same clip here. Now is the Olberman one, the clip that was on uh, Twitter that uh, about the guns and the. Oh, yes. (laughs) We got to get to this one right up uh, because I think this, again, is showing that mentality of people that live in completely different realities Mm -mm. and are looking at the same data, looking at the same events, and getting completely different views on it. But this guy, I mean, it sounds like we are, uh, as Planet Rage, I mean, we can disagree about a lot of things, but I think as a a combined force, we have agreed that it's time to go to war with Keith Keith Olbermann. (laughs) Indeed it is. It's a united front. Yes. Keith Olbermann will never know what hit him. We are owned by guns, and therefore there is only one way to stop the mass shootings. It is to suffocate the businesses that make billions of dollars in profits off guns. Wait, we're owned. We are owned by guns. People don't don't, own guns. I don't
1: get that right there. How does that work? I, I, you know, I, I. Well, as we know, all my guns are lost in a tragic boating accident. Yes, but when before they went over the side, I, I never, never, my gun never told me what to do. I don't get that.
2: What does he mean by that? We are owned by guns, and there's only one way to stop the gun violence. And it's, it's never put the people that commit the gun violence in jail. It's never that it's never that it's amazing. That would seem to me to be like the most obvious thing, which is if you commit a crime with a gun, there's a harsh sentence for doing so, you know, it's the same thing as if you use anything, if you come, if you kill somebody with a baseball bat. It's pretty much the same crime as if you would killed somebody with a gun, is it not? They're just as dead. uh Yes, they are. I don't understand the difference between going after the tool rather than going after the criminal, but it's more important now to go after companies are the problem, right? It's this again is so obvious what's going on here that these morons. And when there's somebody like Keith Olbermann who has made so many millions of dollars from the capitalist world, we now must go after the companies because they're the ones that are causing the issue. It's like, no, no, the criminals are causing the issue. But I digress, Keith. Let the, we will let him continue. To destroy the gun lobby, the death lobby, and the Republican Party that defends those lobbies and those businesses. And the only way to do that is an economic civil war. The blue states have all the money. They must starve the red states into submission. Stop. For another 600.
1: Now, there's an interesting thing here. I just, I'll a little sidebar. I'll throw it because he said that, you know, economic civil war. This morning, there's a a tweet from uh, MTG going around, right? And it got its own hashtag, which was national divorce. And she did, she put out a tweet saying something like, hey, you know, this doesn't seem to be working very well. let's just have a national divorce, blue states, red states, you know, doesn't seem like we're ever going to get along. Let's do that. Right. They tagged that with the words civil war and all the lefties were losing their shit about this. Nowhere, nowhere in that tweet did she say the word civil or war. I mean, plenty of people get, get divorced and it's not a war. There's no bloodshed. There's no bullets. Right. Right.
2: But that's the way they positioned it. Well, because again, it's not about, Accuracy. It's not about reality. Exactly. Exactly. Or another six hundred thousand Americans will be murdered in the next ten to twelve years.
1: Stop. He must have got that from the same uh, the same sources. Uh, AOC's the planet's over in twelve years, right? That number six hundred thousand. Where where'd he get that?
2: Pulled it out of his ass. <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> You know, but these are the same folks. Keith Olbermann, are you here in Chicago? Are you coming to Chicago to speak out against the gang crime that is causing so many deaths every year? No. They're not. They won't admit that what you need to do. And I think this really is. There's been a, you know, a hashtag, although I hate hashtags, that's been going on on Twitter for like over a decade, I believe now, which is liberalism is a mental disorder. And I think it is. When you can't see that the answer is if somebody commits a crime, especially a violent crime, you deal with the criminal and not the tool because when somebody runs like the guy at the, was it a Christmas parade? Yeah. The Christmas parade in Wisconsin that took his SUV in and ran a bunch of people over. It's like, well, he didn't use a gun. He used an SUV. So this has always been my argument, which is, well, so if you take the guns out of this guy's hand, then he's going to use something else. Mm. People are always going to find something else to use. Are they as effective or not? This is an interesting question to me because most people will be like, well, guns are the most efficient killing machines. I'm like, I don't know. I think an SUV doing 80 miles an hour is almost, if not more effective than a gun. Yeah. So you can't really go, well, then we have to, we have to get rid of SUVs, obviously.
1: Remember that Chinese guy in a train a few years ago? He
2: killed like 14 with a knife. Remember that? No, but I believe it. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know, this amazing. is d- depends how well you're trained in whatever your weapon is, I suppose. Yeah. If you're a race car driver, you could probably kill a lot more people with a car than somebody that's not trained. Sure. You know, pilot, they come in the planes that went into the World Trade Center. Mm-hmm. This again was, well, we have to, we have to ban super jets because jumbo jets. I'm sorry. Super jets would be something completely different, but we need to ban the tool. It's like, no, it doesn't make any sense. What you do is the people that have criminal intent and commit crimes, you put them in jail.
1: Or you institutionalize those who are mentally imbalanced. And that's, that's the one they really don't want to talk about either because, you know, nobody, in, in their mindset, nobody, everything is treatable with drugs. No one should ever be incarcerated. Just just drug them up and they'll be okay. And time after time, as Keith, you know, he mentioned mass shootings, right? These guys are almost invariably on or, or coming off
2: of some psychotropic drugs. Nobody ever mentions that. No, I because it's inconvenient. Because it's not about the crime. It's about getting guns off the streets for the reason they want them off the street. And that really has been the scourge to the anti-gun people forever is it's in the constitution. You cannot remove it. It's not easy. You can't just go, no, we're just going to wipe that out. We're going to change that. It's not easy. And there's a reason why. Yes. But no, they don't want to see it. They'll go with all these facts and be like, with half the things that they call mass shootings, are drug-related in the usual places, in Chicago, in St. Louis, in L.A., in New York. Yes. That's where your massive shootings come from. It's like, it's overall not usually the random, you know, high schooler that goes and shoots up his school. That's not what the usual mass shooting is. And in sure. those cases, most of the time, they missed a lot of red flags because... Oh no, it's the world we No, little Jimmy's fine. Nothing to worry about until he goes on the killing spree. Even though oh, people will be like there were red flags for 2 years we've been saying this kid's troubled. But they don't do anything cuz it's it's, yeah. it's 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 ooh, it's inconvenient for him. John Fetterman's wife, he's okay, he's fine. Uh-huh. Checking himself in for depression for how many weeks? They're saying now. Yeah, they're saying like like three or four weeks. I mean, there's there's a lot more to
1: that story than we're getting. I wouldn't be surprised if that guy had a suicide attempt, and they're sitting on that. Yeah, there is something serious, I think, going on there. Yeah, that's not just I got the blues. There's something else went down there.
2: Well, he's been thrown into a position that is high stress, and is unable to do the job. So yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Let's see, what does Keith end with here? What is he- that and more in the Wednesday Countdown podcast. Ah, uh, he's just telling us to listen to his show. Any
1: podcast,
2: yeah. <laughs> no thanks, Keith. <laughs> I actually got so curious, I sampled a little bit of that, Darren. Uh-oh, wow. Wow. It sucks. It's really bad. So It's just him kind of going off on these things in his own little what I, what I heard way. Was the, the,
1: the interesting thing was something I guess he's like the a huge baseball freak, and so he was talking about himself as a kid, and the Yankees were his favorite team, and typical of his ilk, you know it was all it was just all about keith if he, remember how they used to count when Obama would speak, they'd do a count of the usages of the word "I" right in his yeah I mean this guy's got Obama beat by a multiple <laughs> <laughs> it, it was
2: wow. I mean, I get it. It's, uh you know, if you're doing a show, it's a lot about you, mm. but he doesn't seem to be able to look at things from a different perspective. And I agree that's hard to do. It's hard to look at things from a different perspective. But if you give up on that and you just buy into any one ideology and be like the other side's wrong and I'm, I don't even need to. I don't need to listen. I don't need to fact check anything. If somebody says something that I agree with, well, then obviously that's true, and the other side's a lie. And
1: you know, well, I think we can we can say that if it if the other side is commies, yeah, it's always a lie. I don't, I'm not
2: going to agree with anything they say. <laughs> now, I thought this was an interesting <laughs> clip, and we can play like bits of this. I don't know how far we'll get into this, but it just kept going, and I'm like, well, this is good. This is good. This is good. And it was a very surprising thing for me because i put this woman into the same category as the uh the radical crazy leftist this is a uh, sarah silverman from her show oh,
1: okay
2: and it's all about why people are angry what is causing it and which goes into a lot of the things we were just talking about so if you need me to stop okay. at any time just give a yell all right
3: notice how you hate everyone who disagrees with you <laughs> if you said yes then you're not alone and, if-
2: and one, i don't know if this is canned laughter or not mm, because i don't really question. know how that was funny yeah why was that funny <laughs> like you ever wonder why you hate everybody it's like mm. that's not funny well maybe it is
3: if you said no then f- you <laughs> but you're not the only one who feels this way
2: After 244 years together as a nation, we seem to be growing apart. Americans are fiercely split not only about policy, but on the basic decency of the other side.
4: Growing shares in each party now describe those in the other party as more closed-minded, dishonest, immoral, and unintelligent. According to an NBC poll, 62% of college Democrats say they would not dorm with a Republican.
3: 80% of Americans now have few or no friends across the aisle.
4: In a poll before the last election, 15% of Republicans and 20% of Democrats agreed that the country would be better off if large numbers of the opposing party
1: just died. (laughs) Also not sure
2: how that part's funny.
1: And (laughs) that laughter absolutely sounds canned to me. If not canned, it's
2: definitely Sweden. Yes. Yes. Which is like, okay, don't trust the audience.
3: We'd be better off if the other side just died? What? That's crazy. Please think about it. The entire country would be haunted by the ghosts of your enemies.
2: I mean, one, I thought that was a good point. (laughs) The other side all just died. They're going to haunt your ass
3: who, by the way, can and will watch you masturbate. (laughs) And why can't you share a dorm room with someone you disagree with politically? It's it's a difference of opinion, not airborne chlamydia. (laughs) (laughs) Also, it would be great to dorm with a Republican. Do you know how fun it would be to sexile someone who doesn't even believe in premarital sex?
1: Stop. What the hell is sexile? i
2: guess not have sex i'm guessing it oh, is so that like a plan exile i think sex so i think okay. so but i'm also not aware that republicans don't have premarital sex if that's if that's a thing i mean i know there's some ultra religious that won't but i don't think your average republican is like nope can't have sex till i'm married i don't really think that's a thing so i think the joke yeah. kind of fell flat but i think she's making a a decent point which is why can't you room with somebody you disagree with this is the world you're kind of getting into which is no this is i'm going to be triggered i mean you'll have somebody like just going and screaming like if somebody's like hey i'm your roommate and i'm a republican they'll just be like i can't you know can't quite handle the reality of the world i guess
3: sorry don't come in we're drying our wet spot with your all lives matter shirt <laughs> <laughs> sure. So the question is, how did we as a country become this divided? Let's talk about it in our latest installment of Long Story Short. <laughs> Outrage in America isn't new, it's one of our oldest pastimes, right behind baseball and racism. (laughs) But what is new is just how much money entire industries are making off our outrage. Starting with social media, their entire business model depends on keeping your eyeballs on the screen until your tuchus gets numb on the toilet seat. (laughs) And nothing does that better than anger. I've actually been on the toilet with my phone so long that I pee again. So, again,
2: they're getting the cheap shot jokes in against the right, but making some good points otherwise, which is the social media companies are in business to keep you on their service and they do that by getting you pissed off. And this goes on for a few more minutes and then talks about the same thing with Fox News and the other cable networks. They have a bunch of clips from fox news and again i get why they're going after fox because that's the opposite of her ideology the same could be done with msnbc but it was amazing how many clips they had from fox which were like well this next news is gonna piss you off oh this next news is gonna leave your blood boiling you're gonna be outraged it's just the delivery on all of these news organizations now that is just horrible There's there's nothing about getting to the facts of a story. It's all about pushing an ideology. It's all about about getting pushing buttons. Yeah, and that's it. They they know if you're mad, you're going to stay tuned in.
1: Yeah, but to answer her question, I mean, she's she's either unaware of or choosing to overlook the real. You know, again, like I said, I like to get to the very root cause of these things. And what's going on is, um, you know. People used to be able to uh, to room with someone whose political beliefs were not aligned with theirs because they were they were not so they were not diametrically opposed. Okay, you know if you if you track the politics coming up over the past 50, 60 years, you know go back to elections differences between uh, uh, you know Kennedy and Nixon or uh, Carter and Reagan and so forth. They're are they are they have different views? Yeah, but they're not they're not. Just one eighties from each other. And what what's happened is, Democrat, the Democratic Party has really become rooted in Marxism. That's the difference, and nobody nobody wants to say that, but that's the fact. And so, when you're when you're when you're asked to room with someone whose whose beliefs want to destroy your life as you know it, right? Um, no, you you don't want to be with that person, and that's that's what's at issue here, and nobody's talking about it. You know, look what's happened. You know, look, <laughs> you've grown up in Chicago. Right. Even now, got no go zones where I'm sure you you, you know, same people dare not venture. Why is that? Well, it's because of the, the Democratic leadership, leadership right. of people like Lightfoot. OK, when I moved to California um, some decades ago, it was pretty goddamn nice. It was pretty safe. It was a far cry from New York, which I left because it had become such a dirty, dangerous shithole. And now they've replicated, you know, basically L.A. is, is New York with with better weather and scenery. But it's fucked up. They did this. Okay. They did this. So I'm supposed to say, oh, we're, we're buddies. We just don't see eye to eye. No, the, the way you see it wants to ruin my life. So no, we're not going to be friends.
2: Well, and I think going back, most people were not all that into politics. I mean, when I was in college, I mean, there were some, but it was more theoretical than anything else. I think this concept that everybody gets a trophy and everybody matters and your voice is really important, Larry, that this is what causes this kind of behavior. Because otherwise, a lot of people would have, when it was not proper to talk about religion or politics at the the dinner table, when you had family and friends over, that was because, well, one, I think you're right, you weren't diametrically opposed, so there was that. But it also wasn't the main thing in your life, where I believe this has now been pushed for a few different reasons, including the climate change, which is, oh, my God, Larry, if you don't do this, we're all going to die. Don't you care about your children and the planet? Yeah, but
1: see, it's more than that. That's what you just said. That's what it was five years ago. Now it's we're taking your fucking gas stove from you. We're going to oh, yeah. do this. We're we're in control. We're, you're going to do what we tell you to do. So hey, hey, Sarah, you dumb fuck. That's what's at play here. Not just a difference of opinion,
2: but I do agree with her that it is the media and social media that are stoking all of these flames and getting people who were otherwise maybe more rational to be completely irrational.
1: But whether there was social media or not, the fact the fact remains. That the left is, is is um, the ASCOs, as I like to call them, are trying to alter the very fabric of our lives. Uh, so and this, whether there was a Twitter or Facebook or not, that doesn't change the fact that they are passing legislation and creating laws
2: to fuck up our world. So your thing is, because they're such assholes, we should be pissed off. Hell yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. I'm with you there. I think in the past people just didn't know if if you you can't, you know, I'm sure there
1: are places down where you grew up as a kid and used to walk around, hang. I don't know what the fuck. I've only been in Chicago one or one or two times. I I know almost nothing about it, but I'm, I'm going to guess or bet that there are regions of that town that you used to go to and enjoy and hang out, whatever. And now you would dare not
2: correct. Yeah. Well, it's it's overall, even, even beyond that, when I was eight, nine, 10 years old, I would go to do uh, the white Sox games with my dad. And literally walk around the whole park, you know, even in the bowels of the stadium, behind center field, all of this. I mean, granted, even at 10, I was like six foot. So, I mean, there's maybe a difference going on there. But today, I would never let a 10-year-old walk unaccompanied around a ballpark in Chicago. Okay. You know, but there are certain sure, there are neighborhoods that have gotten worse. There are areas where obviously the police have lost control. We're seeing that more and more in Chicago, where we had the video of uh, people twerking on top of the police cars. We just saw that in Austin this weekend, where there was some street racing and like the most busy intersection in Austin. They're just being overtaken because, you know, defund the police. We can't have. Right. It's like this is uh, just leading into more and more chaos which I think it's important for people to understand that that's going on. But I do think a lot of people are enraged by things that don't really matter. You know, they hear like somebody say something and they get pissed off and that's all they talk about for a week. And then they don't talk about the fact that we're trying to be pushed into Marxism. The uh, I love our local power company. Mm -hmm. Not only do you get the monthly on paper. So they print something out. They use the resources to print up a piece of paper and then put it in an envelope and put postage on it and send it to me to tell me how much more power I'm using. Sure. Then my efficient neighbors. Now we also get a copy of that in email form. And the latest one was you're using more power at night. What's going on at night. And I'm like, I'm at fucking home. Right. <laughs> That's how dare you do that. Uh-huh. You're not in compliance. And I'm and running a space heater because I don't want to run my furnace. Yeah. So I'm running a space heater and using more electricity because the gas is yeah. way out of control. Right. You know, but that's the government for you. Oh, we want to tell you right. that you're using And that more. has nothing
1: to do with your feelings about that. And the reality of that is completely divorced from any social media. Yes. Oh, that's it's true. It's just the fact that these are assholes who want to control your life. They want to take, you know, you feel, you feel more, um, safe and confident having a firearm in your home. They want that gun. They want you vulnerable.
2: Well, I think there's a big difference between Bernie Sanders and AOC and probably 80, 85% of the people that call themselves Democrats. I think you could probably, if you were to sit down with those folks, you could have a rational conversation that wasn't, we hate you and you hate us. I think
1: those percentages are much smaller.
2: You think they're dropping radically now that uh, they they have dropped? I mean, look, look at Joey.
1: Okay. I'd rather not. Joey was portrayed. He was sold as the great unifier, as the moderate, the centrist. He's anything but. He's fucking Vlad Lenin. Yeah. Over in in, uh, Ukraine now. Yeah. And he's in Ukraine making out with uh, Zelensky. You know, and a hundred and uh, how many hundreds of it's it's obscene. Look, I mean, he's in fucking Ukraine and that town has been destroyed in Ohio. And people are saying, hey, man, this thing could top Bhopal in India for for uh, ramifications of uh, of of illness. The carcinogenic clouds at which who who the fuck is the idiot that said, let's do a so-called control burn of these toxic chemicals. I mean, where's the where's the finger pointed at that asshole or assholes? You don't hear anything
2: anything about it it's beyond belief no oh absolutely and nobody wants to admit that there is a huge homeless problem here although we've been talking about it since day one on this show and before yeah with the tent cities and things like that and you're like okay so you're sending all of these resources all of this money to ukraine what about the homeless people here what about all the vets who a lot of them are the homeless yeah. that need care and assistance. And I know there's a lot that refuse to get off the streets and there's, there's a whole bunch of different issues when it gets to the problem of drugs where people are on drugs and would rather get high than get clean because that's, we all know it's not easy to get clean. It's not a fun process. If you've ever known anybody that's gone through the whole detox thing, not fun, whether it's just alcohol or whether it's drugs, especially So you understand the issue there, but there's a lot of resources that could be used here in the United States. But then they're like, well, no, no, you can't be nationalistic. But then, you know, fucking MLB comes out again with their, oh, we're having the World Baseball Cup or whatever they're calling it, where, you know, root for your favorite country. It's like, wait, isn't that wrong? Yeah. Are we not supposed to? The ultimate was was Joey's statement
1: saying that, you know, we, we need to fund pensions in Ukraine. Right. Fucking pensions. Fuck off. I don't get it. it's, 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 it's beyond belief. It's just, it's just so, it's so beyond belief. So, you know, is he one of that 80% you could sit down and have a rational conversation with? Fuck no. I don't even mean being the
2: same zip code as that asshole. (laughs) Our buddy, uh, DigiGuru says, Darren's a total pussy about going anywhere into the city of Chirac today. Well, you're probably right about that. (laughs) I will not, I will not argue with you on that one. He says, I... On the other hand, do carefully go into about 50% of the Chicago city's neighborhoods. So that tells you right there, if you can only 50%. go into half the neighborhoods in Chicago, wow. Wow. that it's not a, uh, it's not a fun place to be. And the whole lawlessness of we are a nation of laws and it only works if those laws are enforced. Yes. Cooper, who's, uh, who's out of the Minneapolis area, says, first time I ever got robbed was in Chicago. Well, see, you come to Chicago. There you go. See, so you click get a new experience. Yeah, you click getting robbed right off the bucket <laughs> list. You come in, then you go have an Italian beef with some pizza. There you are. And you have a good old time. Mm. No question about it. Let's see. What else? we got? Now, you had a few Joey clips. Where should we go? Let me open that file here, Darren, and uh the hell is it? God, I've been so
1: busy ranting with you. I've lost my place. Okay, let's see. Let's do... um, Oh, this is... See, this is really fresh. And there's a lot of questions here. We we need to deconstruct this, as some friends of ours like to say. Um, Let's do...
2: um, Joey is harassed. We do like to be fresh. And if that would have clicked on when I wanted it to, it would have been perfect. (laughs) Perfect. Wait, I hate to bother you. Who is this?
1: This Uh, I I should give a setup here. This is cell phone video. It's a little bit herky-jerky, but you can see. And it's in a restaurant. Okay. And um, in the back far corner table, it looks for all the world, although what do we know? But it appears to be Joey sitting at a table for two across from Jill. All right. Maybe a nice romantic
2: Valentine's dinner.
1: Uh, I don't know. It didn't seem terribly romantic, but, you know, what do I know? But the, the woman who is doing, who you're hearing speak, she's with an outfit called Code Pink. Ah, yes. Uh, okay, so the you're pussy famous. had people. I wasn't. I had to look them up. So she's with something called Code Pink. And, uh, you know, she starts she starts yelling at him, and um, you can let it roll from there. It's not very long.
0: We need to
4: end this war in Ukraine. We need to push the negotiation. To bother you but people are dying and we need to end and lift the blockade in
2: Cuba okay they're really all over the place they want to end yeah. the blockade in Cuba and yes. take care of Ukraine yes now it like I
1: said for all the world it appears to be Joey and Jill's a little bit obscured you can kind of see a, a bit of her face but it sure looks like Joey at least his hair plugs and um My question is this. You know, when Obama went to Hawaii, they would cordon off, you know, a half mile perimeter around where he was staying. Oh yeah. You were not getting close. Right. And I've, you know, many times in LA I've seen when presidents are in town, you know, fucking motorcades of twenty thirty heavily armed SUVs blasting down the four oh five freeway, guys up on overpasses with fucking rifles. I mean, it's insane. So here Joey just goes out to dinner at a restaurant and do they know who came through the door? Did everybody pass through a metal detector with, were, were the other diners screen? Something, something strikes me as awfully fucking fake.
2: Oh yeah. This is why I was just looking with this visit to Ukraine because there's a lot of cell phone video of him and Zelensky kind of just like walking through the streets of Kiev or Kiev, however you want to pronounce it. Yes. And it's like, wait, how How are you controlling that area? right? It's like, is this a green screen? Is this really a sound mm-hmm. stage somewhere? Yeah, because otherwise, so, I'm going, wait a minute. And the other thing, and I didn't get fully down the rabbit hole because this was just breaking this morning. but with his trip into Ukraine, the White House said that a few hours before he got into Ukraine. They contacted and told Russia that he was coming to Ukraine, and I'm like, wait, total
1: bullshit, right?
2: Total like, wait a minute, bullshit.
1: total bullshit. Because I saw something about this probably two days ago, and yeah, everything I see is his secret surprise visit to Ukraine. I'm certain I saw some some mention of this at least 48 hours ago, so it wasn't secret. It wasn't a surprise.
2: Well, the I mean, I think this is also like, as far as I would break it down, this is the White House going to russia and being like if you really want to avoid a worldwide incident you better not be shooting down any planes during this time period especially if they're big and look like air force one Hmm. because otherwise that would have an interesting effect right like i don't know but how do you know the idiots from ukraine aren't going to shoot them down and then be like oh no russia did it yeah i mean if joey went to ukraine he's either totally bombed out of his mind or he's got bigger balls than i thought he would
1: I'm not sure that he didn't land in Poland and like just kind of danced over the border a little
2: bit. I think that might be possible. Yes.
1: I'm not sure he
2: flew right into Ukraine, but I'm not certain. But it's like, okay, I do get the, the thing about telling Russia, but I also then question, but wait, if Putin is this totally out of control off his rocker guy, Mm -hmm. why would you give him this information? That would seem to prove that Putin is still, relatively rational and would be like, okay, I'm not gonna kill the president of the United States. Of course he's rational, you
1: know. Um I'm I'm kind of shocked he isn't isn't less rational and hasn't pushed the fucking button the way that they uh they antagonize the guy and now they, you know, he's a war
2: criminal and crimes against humanity and all this stuff. <laughs> Even though he's been having a proxy war with the United States now for a year yeah. plus mm-hmm. but we'll let yeah. this continue. There's a little more to this audio here. Okay.
0: I'll happily leave,
4: but I hope I that we push for peace talks and negotiations and
0: take, and take Cuba
1: please. off the state's sanction. Yeah. Yeah. Can you pair So I can't. I, I mean, what? What? what I'm, my question with this is: How the fuck can this possibly happen? I just we we recall seeing this one of the first incidents of this. I think at the insistence of Maxine Waters was Sarah Huckabee at a, a a restaurant. I believe it was in Georgetown in the DC era area um being much more viciously harassed by a crowd than this uh code pink broad uh demanding peace talks from biden um and that's kind of the first time we saw that a political figure being harangued uh while while having dinner but since when does i don't don't ever recall seeing any president in my life in a fucking
2: restaurant surrounded by strangers having dinner do you no not having dinner i remember uh I remember Bill Clinton being in like a Arby's or a McDonald's or something as part of a stop. And it's a photo
1: op, right? You know, it was all set up, you know, it was art directed. Yes, of course. But this, this didn't have that look, but it it had to have been right. I mean, so what's, what's really a here? I I'm, I'm baffled. And I was hoping you'd you'd have some notions because it doesn't, it does not pencil out for me this clip.
2: Well, it is such a hassle no matter who the president is to yeah. go out and eat at any restaurant you know you have a couple of options and that would usually be shut the whole place down right don't let anybody know who's coming the he's there mingling with people and there's still you know some of these would also be okay we've he's coming in unannounced but then nobody else is coming in until he's gone you know nobody's coming or leaving i could see that also being a yeah. thing so you're sitting at the restaurant and they're like okay president biden's coming in He'll be here in 10 minutes. You're welcome to stay and finish your dinner. But otherwise you could just leave now. You don't have to pay. Just go because you're not going to be able to leave while he's here. Nobody in or out while he's here. Mm. And that would be the way that kind of thing would be handled. And it would be very rare to be like, well, then somebody that just happened to be from code pink.
1: Right. How'd she get in?
2: uh Uh-huh was either there and knew he was coming or then heard he was there. And the like, if you heard he was there and then you got there so quickly, it's like, well, then his, his security is very suspect at best. Yeah. It's very weird. It is it's very, very weird. weird.
1: It's very,
2: very weird. And I still don't understand the, uh, her talking points. I understand. Let's stop the war in Ukraine. That seems to be on everybody's plate right now. I don't understand adding in and then take Cuba off the the embargo list. Although yeah, I was just talking to tell code pink to stay on message. Probably. <laughs> I was just talking to a guy a couple of weeks ago who was just in Cuba. Oh, really? Which I was intrigued. He was mm-hmm. the guy that owns the company that did uh, some framing for us. We got my dad's, uh, some, uh, Ted Williams lithograph. And I uh, had him framed. They do really nice work. And he's like, oh, you got time. He was, we were just talking about various things. And I have no idea how he got in to Cuba, but we were talking about old cars and stuff like that. And that's where the, the Cuban thing came up. Cause I'm like, oh yeah. He's like, yeah, you wouldn't believe the cars that are still on the streets there. It's absolutely oh, yeah. amazing. And he was talking about, there's one hotel there. I think it's the El Presidente mm-hmm. that he's like, we went for dinner and he's like, I had, you know, like three or four drinks. I had, you know, the this huge steak. I had, you know, two lobsters. I mean, we the first we had the lobster or something for an appetizer. It was so good we got a second one. You know, and my buddy had the lobster and this, this, and this. And he's like, and the whole bill for the meal was like 36 bucks. Yeah. And I was like, damn. But he's like, the, you know, the problem is the whole country though is so desperately poor that it's hard to even see. Sure. Which I think is what people need to see because this is what communism rule does to you. And yeah. it's also, it's very telling that it's like, well, there's this one nice hotel that you can go get lobster and uh steak to uh, smoke all the greatest cigars you ever want to. But mm. most of the people in that town live in absolute poverty. Yes. And that would probably be important for people to know, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I know it used to be a lot harder, I think, to get in and out of Cuba as an American than I believe it is now, but it's not, uh, it's not your usual place to go. Like you're going down to uh sandals, you know, that you just want to kick yeah. back. I'd love to see it. I would. And again, yeah,
1: like you said, just for the cars and those, those guys, have got to be the greatest mechanics on earth because you yes, know, they're not. You can't you can't order a you know an intake manifold for a fifty five Buick, um, you know from Hemmings. I don't think so. So they're probably they are probably machining what they need themselves, and um, that's how they keep them going. It's which is impressive as hell.
2: Yes, able to fabricate what they need. You don't have the snow and all of the uh, the harsh chemicals we throw on the street so the cars don't rust away, which is also right. a beautiful thing yes it's like this is what happens when uh, you build things right true unlike elon's buggies now that if you if you get a little fire going you're gonna have trouble oh. well it's a funny thing i took my daughter to a, you know there's
1: always a car show in la it's a lot of a lot of crappy things one of the great things if you, if you want to see cool cars any day of the week there's a car show somewhere i went to a little one yesterday and uh you know, there's you know, 55 Buick Specials and a bunch of 57 Chevys and Nomads and, uh, you know, you name it, all kinds of Luxo, glorious Detroit iron, some MGs and Jags and stuff like that. But I uh, said, so, you know, this. I think the, um, the, the automotive design is kind of a reflection of the, the cultural, the zeitgeist. And those cars were manufactured in the absolute, the peak years of the USA. You know, space race, rocket fins, reach for the stars. And they also had a tremendous um, accent on fun. These fucking cars, you look at them in these fantastic two and sometimes three-tone colors with this gleaming chrome. And they just say, hop in, let's have some fun. And every car today, I don't give a shit what it is. Benz, Tesla, or Hyundai. Hyundai. They all are the shape of jelly beans, right? mostly in really fucking drab colors. And they're just, you know, they're just little, like little city buses. They, they have absolutely no sex appeal whatsoever. And, you know, that kind of is reflective of these gloomy times in which we live.
2: Oh, absolutely. Nothing else fun because they don't want you in a car. They don't want you driving. That's right. That's, right. That's how it all works. They just, they're not yeah. going to make it illegal. We're just going to keep nudging you. Precisely from from being able to drive. Yes, gas will keep going up. Costs of the vehicles Mm -hmm. are going to keep going up. I think we had that on the last episode, the Dave Ramsey clip that ten percent of the people who have a car note are over a thousand dollars a month. It's like holy cow!
1: Not mind blowing, really. Yeah. And what what was it? Did you say? Did they say, Darren? Do I remember correctly that eighty five percent of the cars out there are financed as well? Was that what she said?
2: It was something That's like yeah, eighty five percent of the people have a car loan right it's now. A big number, yeah. Because everybody, if you want to buy new, you can't afford to pay no. cash for cars anymore. No, it's like yeah. it doesn't matter what kind of trade in you have. Yeah, and this again is what takes people down to the paycheck to paycheck concept, and you wonder why mm-hmm. people can't dig out. But these are the same people that are paying hundreds of dollars a month for cell phones and like I can't live without that. Yeah. You know, that's one place that Dave Ramsey may be right, is that you have to find places to live without the sure. uh, certain things. Yes. But we're we're in that constant, we need instant gratification society now. Very true. Now we got Joey and Zelinsky.
1: This is also, this is very fresh. This is, you know, I think in the past 24 hours or something. And uh, <laughs> it, it's fun to hear hear his words and then hear the words he slurs. So we might you uh, might have a couple of laughs with this.
2: That's why it's harder to get a good deep fake on Joey. You have to teach the yes. machine how to slur.
1: <laughs> you are so right. Yeah.
2: yeah. It's like that last deep fake. It's like, wait, he's not he's he's actually saying the words correctly. Yeah. That's not Joey. Yeah. The cost
4: that Ukraine has had to bear has been extraordinarily high. Was it the cross or the cost
2: that right. Ukraine <laughs> has had to bear? I, I don't know. It's one of I those. Could be yeah. both. Could be.
4: And The sacrifices have been far too great. They've been met with them. Been far too great.
2: Met with them. What is that? Met Nepethem- with them. They've been far too great, and the they thought you you saying like they've met with them. Let's see here. Let me turn the volume up just a little bit. <laughs> we're, we're 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 trying to find the subtleties in Joey. Yeah, they've been met with them. And far too great. And the met and far. I don't know. I don't. Uh-huh. I don't even have a guess.
1: Yeah.
4: Have been far too great. They've been met, with they've been far too great.
1: I, I think you said an anepithem.
4: Yes, I do. I
1: don't know how to Let me spell that. A-N-E-P-T-H-U-M an epithem. Something like that.
2: If you can spell that, can you email that to me? Because that would be a yeah, great so show title. <laughs> <laughs> it would be.
1: Yeah, yes, that is a good show title. Yeah.
4: <laughs> we mourn alongside the families of those who've been lost to the brutal and unjust war. Stop. Okay,
1: Joey. Which war was not brutal? let me know yeah i love that when they say right you hear that all the time he was brutally murdered a brutal war what the that's such a stupid fucking modifier it's idiotic
2: and And unjust well unjust is the same thing because yes
1: the well unless unless it's us marching into iraq or afghanistan then it's just Uh uh-huh it's the other guys then it's unjust
2: right because the russians can't come up and whether you like it or not and i know some people listening are anti-russia that's fine. I think you have a valid point, but Russia is like, well, here's the reasons why we're doing this. I mean, you're saying it's unjust, Joey, but right. they have reasons. And we all know we can't agree in this country right? between the left and the right. So to be like, well, I'm going to crucify you because you're unjust. No, I mm-hmm. can't make that decision quite yet. No.
4: We know that there'll be very difficult days and weeks and years ahead. You could have just said years. Right. This week, we're delivering billions in direct budgetary support. Billions in direct budgetary support. Stop.
1: You know, that should be... Remember the old old times, Darren? I don't think I've seen this many years, but uh, in fact, even when I was a kid, it was a rare thing to see. But these guys, these guys used to drive trucks around town at election time with these loudspeakers that probably had a three-foot diameter on either side. With sort of an A-frame poster for the political candidate, and some asshole would be driving the truck, and another one would have a, a microphone, and it'd be, you know,
2: do you remember those? Yeah, they had one on the Bluesmobile. Remember? Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Right, <laughs> there you go. Yes. yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um,
1: That 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 clip of him saying billions and then repeating it billions. Should be, you know, recorded, mounted on one of those trucks and driven around East
2: Palestine 24-7. Yeah, we're sending billions away, but for you, nothing. Fuck you. You get nothing. We'll send Pete
1: Judge over. Yes, do that. And he can complain about the uh, color of the hard hats.
4: Which the government can put to use immediately and help provide for basic services of citizens. Later this week, we will announce additional sanctions against elites and companies that are trying to evade sanctions and backfill Russia's war machine. Stop! Cool.
1: Imagine him using the word "elites" in a, as a pejorative. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Isn't that rich. Hey, I don't think Joey writes any of his own stuff. No, you're right, he doesn't. No, and he can barely read it. So, I mean, there's true. That. Putin's war of conquest is failing. Yeah, Putin's war of conquest is failing, except it's a year later and you haven't been able to stop it. Exactly. Exactly. And you're telling us we need more. So it doesn't sound like it's failing to me. No. And if really it would be much better off if you were like, well, this is they're being wiped out. We need more help because people would have a little bit more sympathy. If it's like, oh, these poor Ukrainians are being wiped out. Of course, we need to send more money in. But all the news reports are like, the Ukraine is kicking Russia's ass. So it's like, well, why do we keep sending them money then? Right. Doesn't make any sense. We have problems here.
4: Do we ever. Russia's military has lost half its territory it once occupied. Young, talented Russians are fleeing by the tens of thousands, not wanting to come back to Russia. And that's how long we're going to be with you, Mr. President, for as long as it takes.
1: Stop. I predict... That in the not-too-distant future, um, especially with assholes like Joey at the Tiller, America is going to have to institute a draft. And when young, talented American kids start fleeing to other nations, I wonder if Joey will talk about them as he just did about those Russian kids. Probably not. No, they'll be fucking criminals shirking their patriotic duty to go fight and die for his fucking insanity.
2: That's the way it is. Again, this is why we have such diametric right. diametrically opposed viewpoints on the stuff. Yes. Yes. It's like it's not like, oh, well, yes, we should do this. It's either you're right or you're wrong. Mm-hmm. And uh I think if they we get down to the draft thing again, it's gonna be very interesting because that was one of the last things was like, Well, you know, yeah, you want to talk about sexism? Let's start drafting the girls. Sure. Like, well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. This is why you have to have these kind of conversations. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I hate to tell you, women can use machine guns just like guys. They can probably do some things even better, believe it or not. Could be. But that's, uh, that was all that was here. It looks like, except for applause on the, uh, yeah, the Julian Zelensky clip. Yeah. It's pretty mind blowing. <laughs> yeah, well, it is. And it's like, it's, <laughs> You just kind of shake your head and go, you know, one, what is the point of Joey going to Ukraine? You know, unless people in the Democratic Party are really trying to get rid of him.
1: Well, I don't think that's I think that, you know, the people have said, what was how was it? Somebody phrased it very well. They said something like, um, you know, you UK, UK, Ukraine uh, solidarity is experiencing fatigue. There's some some clever phrase like that.
2: Which and I can true. see. Huh? I can see that because it's been over a year now and people are yeah. like, this isn't over yet. Our, our attention yeah. spans, especially in the United States, very short.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if any of them are out there with a, you know, a paint scraper digging the um, Ukraine flags of the bumpers of their Priuses. <laughs> I'd be curious, but maybe so. But people are getting fucking tired of this. And especially when you see, the, you know, the, the situation like in Ohio and so forth. So I think this is, this is partly a PR move. Um, if going, Him going over there to to stagger around with well, Zelensky and try to blow some rah-rah smoke back in the American public's face.
2: And I think a lot of people hate this because it's like, one, if you can't get your own house in order, don't come tell yes. us how to do ours. Yeah. It's pretty simple. And it's like, why should you be telling somebody else how to do something? Right. Now we have a Gen X on millennials. We have Scott on various or Whitmere on TikTok. Let's do, I I pulled this specifically
1: be for you, Uh-oh. because you were the, I'm not going to say canary in the coal mine. I don't know any six foot six uh, canaries. So you were like the Paul Revere on a very large horse uh, about TikTok before anybody else was. Oh yeah. And apparently people are listening to you, Darren. So this is Whitmer, Whitmer being interviewed by Jake Tapper and also <laughs> be amazed at the pushback from Tapper. That's a shock. Uh-oh. You're active on TikTok, Um, and I get it, it's fun, but I deleted my app from my phone because so many people kept coming on my show saying, delete it, delete it, delete it, the Chinese government has access to your data.
4: Is it appropriate for you to be on TikTok when FBI says it's a national security concern?
0: Let me say this, we use TikTok on one device that has nothing else on it. It is a communication tool. We don't do it because it's fun, although some people think what I put out there can be fun on occasion. My, kids, my that, kids disagree. <laughs> I don't buy that you don't have but,
1: fun. I don't buy that you don't have fun doing TikTok. But
0: the point is, we have it uh, on one device that has no access to anything else. Because Stop. So-
1: I think I might have misheard him, Darren. If you would do that Marvy uh, reverse scrub. I thought that I when I pulled this clip, I thought I heard him say, I don't buy that you only have TikTok on one device. But hearing it now, did he say, I don't buy
2: that you don't have fun? Yes, I think TikTok? that was it. What the yeah. fuck did he say? Let's. I think it was the fun thing.
0: Kids disagree. <laughs> I don't buy that you don't have but,
2: fun. I don't buy that you don't have fun doing TikTok. But
0: the point is, okay, we- stop.
1: Yeah. So I, I let me let me uh, rescind that comment about that he was pushing <laughs> back. Well, I will, I
2: push back. Yeah, I'll push back on the. Oh, I only have it on one device. Total bullshit. Of course. Well, and here's the thing: unless she understands, which she doesn't, how networking and everything else works. If that device is on the same network as your other devices, I mean, there's a lot of ways mm-hmm. that can be used against you. If you're carrying your TikTok phone that she's using to make her little TikToks with her everywhere she goes, well, your location's now available. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't think people understand what kind of data can actually be scraped off when you give an app like TikTok access to your phone. Yeah. And oh, no, there's nothing else on that phone. It's like, uh huh, don't buy it. Yeah
0: uh on one device that has no access to anything else because so many people get their information that way whether we like it or not that is a tool for disseminating important information and and that's how we use it but we're always evaluating because we want to make sure that we are protecting data in michigan and and that's why we're we're always evaluating but at this point the way we use it is is secure
2: yeah sure yeah, sure. yeah. I mean it's not secure at all but it's okay you can make your choice i mean you know there was a uh, there was a third party that just looked at the amount of trackers and everything involved and they had a score i mean let's just put it this way i mean granted these numbers mean nothing it was just their own little way of if the more infractions you got the more trackers the higher the number and it was like tiktok was at 60 something then there was some russian Social media site that has been booted off of all of the American phones, which was like a 30. And then like TikTok or not TikTok, Twitter and Instagram and those, I think we're between like 10 and 20 as far as their, you know, as amount of your data being leaked out and all of that. So Twitter is by far, according to even third parties that are looking at these things, the least secure thing you can have on a device and to believe that they don't use them to then infiltrate your network. This is the reason why people have to be very careful buying a Wi-Fi light bulb or buying a Wi-Fi plug that's going to do nothing but turn your fan or lamp on and off. Oh, yeah. is because once they're in your network, they're in your network. Mm -hmm. And they can access your other devices. So this concept that Governor Whitmer is like, well, we're very secure with what we do because it's only on one device. She's an idiot. Yes. I guess that's really no surprise to anybody listening here,
1: especially no from her
2: state. Right. Well, yeah. If you're in Michigan, we feel really bad for you. Yeah. But I digress. Do we want Scott or Gen X? Um, you pick. Doesn't matter. We we'll go to the Gen X. Was this the one that we were given on uh, Twitter too? Was this? Yes.
1: Like- I, I thought I um, that, and that was by um why w- 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 am I pronouncing her Wieslaw? Is that the, the gentleman's name or I don't maybe it's a lady? I don't know. Hard to determine gender um it's like w y s c l u i think anyway thank you for this clip it's great
0: this tiktok is for gen x and gen x alone if you are not gen x go ahead and scroll
2: okay and of course the funny thing is it's on tiktok so it's on tiktok indeed <laughs> and then
1: again we were complaining about the background muse this woman's doing it in an automobile and we were complaining about tina forty doing that which by the way tina has gone very silent i don't know what's going on with her like somebody took the fire out of tina i'm most disappointed in that but what is it with these people putting music under their stuff i don't get it i don't know it just
2: makes it harder to hear it does
0: this tiktok is for gen x and gen x alone if you are not gen x go ahead and scroll okay now that they're gone we fucked up gen x yes we fucked up and we fucked up fake time We caused the entitlement of Gen Z and some of the millennials. When we started giving those little motherfuckers participation trophies, telling them that all they had to do was show up and it was enough, we caused the entitlement. When we stopped forcing them to fucking compete and told them that they could be anything that they wanted to be, they grew up and took that shit literally. These little motherfuckers are like little amphibians running around just changing sex now. They don't wanna work for shit because why the fuck should they? We told them that just showing up and being them entitled them to everything that they fucking wanted. I get why we did it. Our childhoods were fucking savage. And we Stop. wanted better
1: It's my only point of disagreement. My my childhood was pretty damn good. I don't know who hurt her, but
2: <laughs> Yeah, I would agree. I mean, but she's making a good point that she all of this, all of these policies, all leftist policies also. Yes. To not have people compete when they're in school because, oh, you know, you're all important. Your participation is the most important thing until you get into the real world where it's not. Right. Where's Digi Guru? By now, he should have been posting in the troll room that not everybody gets to fuck adriana lima that is the lesson <laughs> that always must be learned when somebody brings up socialism or communism
0: yeah. better for them but maybe maybe sometimes better isn't best Maybe they needed to lose Have the shame of being a fucking loser Maybe we should have ignored their ass a little bit more Like our parents ignored us I mean we turned out pretty fucking great So clearly the boomers were on to something They coddled their asses as children And now they still want to be fucking coddled as adults We should have beat them just a little bit more (laughs) Let them go through a little bullying to make them more resilient We fucked up y'all
1: yeah. Well, I think she's, she's not wrong there about the bullying. Not that that's a good thing, but if you think about it in, in any, almost any of life's endeavor, there's some form of hazing really. And it's to see if you got this, you know, the, the moxie to, to see it through to the end. Right. And that's just been eliminated in the, and the most, I guess, tragic. I don't know. I don't know anybody that's gone through um, basic training, you know, especially with the Marine Corps, but I, lately, but as a kid. <laughs> I mean, I knew a number of guys that uh, that did their basic at Paris Island, and the shit that they that they told me was just mind-blowing. You know, if you could make it through that, you could, you know, you, you're pretty fucking tough. But I think that's,
2: is that over now? I don't know. And if it is, you wonder why we're going to be screwed when it comes to the next military endeavor that you go up against the Chinese or the Russians yeah. or whoever. Yeah. And be like, well, you wonder why. You wonder why we're not prepared. It's because of this. Right. And you're right. It's all of the little like hazing and there's, I think she's right to the point when it comes to a little bullying is good for a kid, but I want to make the distinct separation, which the media does not again do this, which is just overall sad, which there was a case I think was it in New Jersey of the 14 year old girl that killed herself after a video came out of her getting her ass kicked in the hallways at school. And it was talking about the news coverage on this, talking about the bullying that she received. And then there were a lot of, I guess, people taunting her over social media, which again, if you don't have social media, you can't be taunted over it. So again, this, Mm. I have a very strict, I wouldn't give kids devices, but when the journalism is talking about bullying in the sense of her getting beat down by like three or four kids attacking her in the hallways at school. It's like, no, no, no. See, that's not bullying. That's assault and battery. Yes, it is. Bullying is somebody saying, nah, 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 making fun of your name, making fun of the way you look, mm-hmm. but not laying a finger on you. Right. And I, we need to get back to understanding. There is a huge difference between those two things, between yeah. somebody harassing you with words and somebody beating the crap out of you indeed. Now as
1: to your point about don't give kids devices, let me say this about that as Nixon used to say. Um, my kids, both of them in school, especially my younger daughter, I don't know how it is in, in other parts of the country, but basically a kid cannot get through school in Southern California without a cell phone. They, they text announcements. They text um, um, grades. Um, They have all kinds of internet portals. So if if basically if the kid doesn't have access to a device, he's not in school. It's over. It's crazy. But that's how it works. Yeah.
2: And you wonder why we're on a highway to hell. Yeah. It's like, that's just unbelievable. I mean, because otherwise I would be like, well, okay, you get the most basic phone you can that has texting and nothing else.
1: Mm -hmm. No, but they need, they need email. They need texting. Um, you know, so I don't know where you get one. That's just those things. <laughs>
2: right. Cause you can't get one I, I and know. lock it down. Cause yeah. the kids are smarter than the parents.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, my, my daughter could not have, you know, she's a senior in high school. She could not have gotten through high school without, um, a laptop and a cell phone
2: would have been impossible. Wow. See a daughter senior in high school. Now I understand why you have the insomnia so much. That makes <laughs> it's all beautiful. Per- uh-huh. Uh, yeah, that makes perfect yeah. sense because yeah. it's an insane world. It is, it is,
1: and it's just so wrong. I mean, it, it, on the face of it, it's as wrong as um, you know uh, your, your your ballparks that refuse admission to someone who uh, with a with a well, there are no paper tickets. You got to show your cell phone. It's fucking wrong. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't begin to enumerate the number of businesses it, around Los Angeles
2: with signs right up front, no cash accepted. Fuck you. Yeah, I've I've read stories in the in the forums of the ticket collectors, that some of them have actually found success by taking an old phone, smashing it to the ground, and then just going up to the, uh, when you get to the venue, going up to the box office and like, my phone broke, how do I get in? And then they end up having to print a ticket for you. Because most of them still have the ability. They don't want to. They don't want to. But they have the ability to print up a ticket. Yeah. And I guess if you show them a completely mangled phone and have proof of who you are, you know, your credit card or whatever they use to put your ticket mm-hmm. to you, then you can still get tickets printed out. But they don't want to. They don't like it. They want you to be digitally tracked all over the place no matter what. Right. right. It's horrible. And now the moment we've all been waiting for for this show. <laughs> <laughs> don't you love it? Listen, the soul Loser always blames someone else for their shortcomings if you know what i mean donald trump had three chinese balloons under his administration (laughs) yeah you're the same jerk-offs that said that there was russian collusion the same douchebags that said hunter biden's laptop wasn't his it was planted nobody listens to you dumb fox anymore uh, 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 mosquito bit me uh, Donald Trump I love that he lives in your fucking heads <laughs> what a comedy it is it is a comedy <laughs> and people do change very quickly well, depending on who the story is about they do which again this is the hardest thing for me because you know growing up I've always been more on the conservative side of things Mm -hmm. So it's not like I've ever been and like had the epiphany and moved over. So I've always been on the one side, but once I hit, you know, maybe 40 or so, and especially since I started doing more content in the form of podcasts, which has now been like 15 years or so, I've made a concerted effort to try to look at things from the other side. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody would really benefit from trying to do that. But most people don't because it's easier, you know, or it's just going to enrage you so much because it has gotten pretty bad. If you were to turn on MSNBC, I mean, I don't know if I could listen to the Keith Olbermann podcast either and be like, I'm just trying to see how he sees things. I, I don't know if I could do it, but I think it does help to try to understand where people are coming from. Sure. But it's not always easy. I'll yeah. give them
1: that. And it's not always doable.
2: Well, that's also true.
1: Because that so many of them are now, they're not coming from any fact, any basis, in reality. It's, it's all feelings.
2: Oh, this is it. So. Well, and this is why. If we go back to, I should I should know these things off the bat like you do. When you're like, go to that Larry Show episode forty six. I know exactly what's in it. I don't know how you do it. I hope I'm always imagining you just have a mental <laughs> Rolodex of exactly what's going on. Because I'm like, wait, no, I did that. I did that episode on bias. And I still think that's very important for people to understand the emotional bias and how it will be so much easier for somebody to win you over with emotion rather than facts. Just understanding that fact alone, I think, helps. Mm -hmm. But I can never do that. I'm always like, what episode was that? I don't remember. I should have a list. Yeah. But that's why we have search engines, right? That is why we have search engines,
1: yeah. But I mean, if you think of it, so many times when you would hear, see, read whatever comments from people about Joey, right, and all the all the horrific shit that guy has done over his political career, the the racial bias, literal bias, racism, um, his cheating, his lies, his plagiarism—it's fucking endless, right? All that goes out the window, and they'll say, "Well, I." I feel that he's a decent man. Right. Why? How the fuck would you know? Uh Unless unless you're related to him or buddies with him or he lives next to do How do you know if he's a decent man?
2: Yeah. If you you don't know anything about their personality and you put Joe Biden next to Jeffrey Epstein next to Jeffrey Dahmer, do you really still see any one of them and be like, well, he seems like he's an ass.
1: Yeah, about a, you know a couple dozen dead women thought that uh, Ted Bundy was a very charming and decent man. To yeah, bit their his, their fucking heads off.
2: Hey, just all little you details, know? Larry. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Who hasn't gone on a killing spree at one point or another? There you go. Yeah, we haven't, but we've we give you a weekly, hopefully, dose and guided tour of everything going on on Planet Rage, and we are. A podcast that is value for value, which means we put these things out there. They're not behind a paywall. You get to enjoy the show. And if you've gotten any value out of them whatsoever, which means maybe we made you think different, maybe we told you something you'd never heard before. Maybe we just made you laugh. Well, then you get to go over to planetrage.show slash donate and get some value back to us. A few people did for this show in the monetary way, and that's always greatly appreciated, including our number one donor for today, Dame Slamy. Oh. Coming in with twenty five bucks. Thank
1: you, Dames. That's a great name, Dame Slay Me.
2: Wow. I know. It's like it's it is kind of the ultimate like pointy chick name. Yeah. Exactly. You that's know, it, got uh, that's got impact. It's like mm. she slays, man. Yeah. I'm just picturing like the you know, the fingernails that could cut through steel, you know, that oh, yeah. kind of a thing.
1: Yes. Ankle straps, eight-inch heels.
2: Right. Yeah. I mean, and you have to have at least one or two uh, nine millimeters somewhere going on yeah mm-hmm. driving up in a very now a car that definitely would say fun i'm guessing yes something with a lot of chrome a lot of chrome a lot of horsepower but thank you dame slamey and uh, thank you dame thank you now the next few are monthlies which we love we love those here on the planet rage including our buddy Srinivas murty with his 1001, Srini. He's always coming up at the top of those lists cuz he beats Tim Heazel, who comes in monthly with $10 and Srinie's <laughs> like, "Ha ha, I beat you by a penny again." <laughs> I'm waiting for Tim to come in next month with $10 and 2 cents like, Haha. "There you go." Yeah,
1: watch it escalate.
2: Battle. Yes. That Hey, it's only good for us. True. When somebody's like, "Hey, hey, I'll show you." It was like Bandrew over on his uh Andrew Says podcast talking about with the Apple Watch getting together with one of his buddies who went on and did like a long bike ride and beat him on the step counter thing. So now he's like the long story short, I'm walking six miles a day because I don't want to be beaten. <laughs> I'm like, this is what we need to do in the monetary way. Just like, ha You want to be number one donor to planet rage. You want to be number one supporter. You want to get in. Yes. We like it. You can, a little fight would be good. Yeah. Our buddy, Stu Coates, also monthly coming in with the totally satanic $6.66 donation. Thank you, Stu. Wonder how things are going over in the UK. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know things are crazy here, but I mean, they might be you more know. crazy there. I don't know. Our buddy, sir, truck driver, I think this is a monthly, too, at five bucks. We appreciate him. And Thank Captain you, sir, Oblivious, these are out of order because uh, Captain Oblivious is at 5 dollars less. unless... The uh, Sir Truck Driver was from the last one and it wasn't taken off yet. Either way, we appreciate Sir Truck Driver. We do indeed. Thank you, Sir Truck Driver. And Captain Oblivious. And then we have a boostogram from CSB ah, who's too. disagreed with everything and anything we've said about Putin and Russia so <laughs> far. So we'll make up by letting you and your silky voice read oh his boostogram and it better be up to his standards. Otherwise, he'll let know. you know. All right, first I have to say <clears throat>
1: thank you to Captain Oblivious. I forgot to uh, to say that. Just a little throat clearing there. All right, let me read this. First of all, let me wish to Darren, get well soon. Well, it seems that you have. You sound in, like you're
2: in fine fetter, Darren, are you? Yes. It's the uh, I started on the big, bad, dangerous drug on Tuesday night, so that would be Valentine's night by friday and it was saturday it was pretty much the extra beats have completely cleared out like today uh-huh. maybe i have maybe one to three all, all day a total where they were coming uh, fast and furious every minute so this is definitely an improvement
1: and at what point do you throw away this uh, drug thing or- we
2: go back it? in one month to reevaluate
1: okay all right good all right so The uh, From CSB, first of all, let me wish to Darren get well soon. Darren, exclamation point. Maybe intermittent fasting will help you. Maybe eating Polish dish bigos. Bigos? Bigos? No idea. I don't know, but usually Polish food is not healthy. Okay. So none of that for you. Also, please tell your audience to visit a.i.cooking.com. To find news about AI narrated by Gregory William Forsyth Foreman from old as fuck England. Yo, your friendly neighborhood hobby cartoonist, CSB. It is old. And thank you, CSB. It's old as fuck, says yeah. CSB. He how- no, he's over there in the continent somewhere.
2: That is absolutely how old it is. Yeah, he's a European. Yeah. And he was mad when the, the, the Brits got out of the EU. But the Brits were smart, man. They were like, the "The rest of you people are screwing it up for us. Yes. There's nothing wrong with having a strong national identity. There's nothing wrong with the leaders of any one country looking after Mm. the people that are part of their country first and foremost. That's just the way it works. I mean, again, Mm. you take care of your own house when the reality is you care about your kids way more than you care about the kids living five houses down. No doubt. I mean, you still care about them. You don't wish them poorly. But if you have a certain amount of resources, you're taking care of your family first. Indeed. I mean, it's human nature. And we're trying oh, let's just forget about human nature. That doesn't make any sense. Right? That's the core issue, isn't it? Yes, it absolutely is. is. And we do have a couple more boostograms here. Boobery. Wow. Boobery. Thank you. He came in. With two different boostergrams, which combined equals seventy-seven thousand satoshis, mm. he's, he's taken CSB's fifteen thousand satoshis, and he's like, "Let's get involved in this seventieth episode fun." He yeah. says, "In the rage, happy seventieth, fellas. Time permitting, I have a proposed read for Larry, oh which <laughs> you want See now, you want me to say something, then Larry has to repeat it. Larry can record that for you later if you want it. Just, I'll be happy to. Just email it to me." I have a peer-reviewed study here that says, hmm, it says you're a pussy. That's what he wants you to read. <laughs> okay, I can do that. This is going to be an ISO. It will live forever in Boobery's uh, podcast. It'll show up like 14 times an episode. Oh, cool. So and, I'll be famous. I like that. Yes. And then he said, ancient Bill Hicks proverbs say, shut him up. Yeah, we were talking about having to <laughs> shut up the, uh, the football player. Yeah. About what was going on with his heart issue. But we appreciate your support, Boobery and everybody else. We do. It's it's rolling. I can tell you that all of the other one, I've been listening to No Agenda, and they've been having a downward turn right now with donations because Joe Biden's economy, no question about it. None. Unrelenting, grumpy old Ben's random thoughts, those have all been taking a hit. But Planet Rage is the one show going in the other direction, it seems. So and we're damn glad and we're very we're very grateful to each and every one of you. Yes, we appreciate it. And one that you're listening to, tell a few friends. Three, do a review wherever you can just to spread yep. the word that we are definitely going to war with Keith Oberman. So you're either on Keith Oberman's side or you're on our side. <laughs> I mean, the United States is sending over how many billion to fight Russia? What do we need to fight Keith Oberman? At least a billion, I think. So At least. At least. So get we'll him down. Yeah, get your donations in and we can He's be on notice. Yeah. We can be very happy with the crew that we're going into battle with. All of the Ragers, it is all very much appreciated. Do you, do you know this is the loaded question this week, but do you yeah. know what's going to be on that Larry show this week? Regrettably, I do not.
1: But but if you've not checked out Previous Wendy's Wednesday's episode. It has one of the best titles and thumbnails ever. Watching America self castrate. Ooh, it's worth it just to look at it. it no, like agenda. It. Gets a lot of a uh, lot of accolades, and those some of those uh, thumbnails are fabulous, it's no question. But I think you like this one. I think you like the content content of the show. Um, we do a deep dive into um, the classic motorcycle movie Easy Rider in this episode, and uh, I think you might dig it. That's so all I'll say about that. Now, what about you and um,
2: and random thoughts? You you're, you owe us an episode, my friend. I do. And the yeah. the reason it was a loaded question was I released it right before we did this show. Oh, okay. So it's there. Cool. So I recorded right. one this morning. So I know exactly what's on it this week. All right. Which is me defending Don Lemon. No shit. Yeah. That was all oh, blown in yeah. off in a way that really bothers me. Mm-hmm. Because while Don Lemon's a douchebag, he isn't for what he said this time. What What What? Was, what was? did he say? I,
1: I, I know I read this, but I forgot. What was it?
2: Well, and I don't know if she said this because I didn't find the audio, but there was at the very least a tweet from Nikki Haley as part of something talking about wanting term limits that we don't want politicians past their prime. And Don Lemon made the comment that she should be careful because technically she's passed her prime at over 50 years old mm. and people just went nuts that that was a sexist statement. Yes. I, I saw that. I recall that. And I'm like, but okay. So if you would have said that about a man, would it also be sexist? I'm not sure. Mm. And I think we all realize for those of us who are over 50, which is you and me and some of the people listening. I'm only 26. I bet Oh, for- well then you're still in your
1: prime. Yes. But wait a minute. No, no, I got to stop you a second. Why is that necessarily
2: sexist? And why is it not ageist? I, that's exactly what a lot of people would have thought. I don't know. I don't know how yeah. it's sexist, except that he's a man saying it about a woman. So obviously it's sexist. All this right. is again, is in the weird leftist mentality. Yeah. that we're and, living in this world.
1: And what is Don Lemon's age? He's got to be 50 plus.
2: Yeah, so. he's 56.
1: <laughs> well, then what the fuck?
2: Right. Which is again, he was now just, I'm really not really baffled. I think he was trying to embrace his inner Rush Limbaugh voice which would say <laughs> words mean things.
1: Rush just rolled over in his grave, I, you know. I felt I felt my house moved. Probably.
2: But Rush would be the first to tell you that words mean things. Sure they do. And just all he didn't say that she was over the hill or that she shouldn't run for president. He just pointed out you're using a term that you yourself technically would be considered on the other side of, and then people push back on And he's like, well, Google it. So I did. And everything that I saw on Google said a woman is in her prime up until the point of like 45 or 50 at the high end. Mm. I didn't see anything that said women are in their prime until they're 70 years old Mm. because it's not the truth, but it's like, it's the wrong terminology to be using from Nikki Haley, but she was the one that used it. And he just picked up on like, wait, wait, if you're going to say that you're not, you know, these politicians aren't in their prime, then you gotta be careful because what does that mean? And she's past her prime. Mm. The thing I mentioned on random thoughts, and I hope everybody goes and listens to R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com. The podcast there was, well, Tom Brady's what, 45, 47, something like that. And I think he'd be the first to tell you now that he is, now that he needs to retire, he's past his prime. There's nothing sexist about it. So if a woman says Tom Brady's passed his prime, would that be sexist? I don't understand the still how it is. Uh, yeah. And he's but getting there's hammered primes for and there's this. Primes. I mean, there's, there's a, there's a,
1: you know, the overall <laughs> the overall prime is like, and again, it's a, I mean, look at um, Feinstein. I mean, that was, that was some story last year where she, she voted on some, some piece of legislation. And then 15 minutes later said, did I vote for that? I mean, oh, yes. Holy shit. Pelosi, um, so many of these people are so aged, but I think that you know, yeah. Tom Brady is uh, forty-seven. Sure, he, he, you know his, his 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 gridiron career is in his rearview mirror. But if he wants to do something else, he might be in prime time for that. I, yes. I don't know.
2: Oh yeah. well, it's still not. You're not in your prime, but you're still able to be very, very successful yeah. doing things. Once you are, you know, past that prime, the problem with saying politicians in being past their prime is. Donald Trump at 80 years old or near 80, whatever he is, is very mentally fit. Yes, he is. Di- you know, Diane Feinstein, I mean, there's people at 50 or 60 years old, like Fetterman, not really mentally fit at this point due to, you know, the issues that he's had. Yeah. yeah. But it's very, you know, it's a was a very dumb term for her to throw away just being past their prime. Mm-hmm. She would have been way better off just saying we want politicians who are mentally competent and able to do the job but calling somebody like past their prime it's like so she was pushing out and i'm guessing she thought she was being smart and taking a swipe at both joe biden and donald trump like we don't want these politicians running the country Mm -hmm. that are past their prime and she thought you know that was going to work out well and he just pointed out you know rightfully so i mean he immediately said hey this isn't me saying this but the science, and we have to believe the science, all of the doctors and whoever else is the one that figure these things out that say a woman's in her prime until she's 45 or 50, they're the ones that said it. So if Nikki Haley's going to be using past your prime, you might want to think about where you are on that scale. Hmm. And that's all he said. And it's like, wow, the amount of backlash that he's gotten on this, including this is what has really turned me off on, Breitbart. I think the people at Breitbart are the biggest morons. Andrew, you want to talk about somebody rolling over in their grave. Mm. It's Andrew Breitbart at this point. Cause there was the one moron John Nolte or something wrote an article about this Mm. who in the article literally put dash LOL dash, and then continued the article. And I'm like, fuck you. The minute you're putting LOL into a journalistic article, into a news piece, I'm like, I'm done with you. Yeah. And also, he also called it an inarguably sexist comment. And I'm like, I will argue this with you for hours. Sure. Because I don't understand how it's sexist. And it's like, this is what Don Lemon, no matter how much you like or dislike the guy, he was hired by the network to be a commentator. What's he doing? He's commentating. He didn't say anything horrible. He didn't say anything that wasn't true. But they're going to use it to try to cancel him.
1: Yes. Well, you know, this is where we are. Every little thing is, uh, you know,
2: every little thing is exploded.
1: But I'd appreciate it if you'd pronounce his name correctly as Tucker does Don Lamont.
2: Lamont, yes. That's the no agenda. I go back and forth. I go into it, I go out of it. But then some people are like, do you not know how to say his name? <laughs> because it's like, it's a joke. Come on. We're here. Yeah. We're not. And we can get away with it because. We are not claiming to be journalism. We are not claiming to be that Breitbart. On the other hand, I think they want to be taken as journalistic uh, integrity and not so much. Then Fox had a whole thing on Patricia Heaton, who I adore Patricia Heaton. Mm -hmm. One of the few actresses in Hollywood that's actually conservative, but you know, she started a hashtag of course, because You know, that's the important thing to do in a situation is to start a hashtag of things that women over 50 have accomplished. It's like, but that wasn't the point. His whole point was about the word usage. Mm -hmm. And that just gets lost in everybody because any kind of detail is now lost. This is true. Which is why people need to keep up with that Larry show. You explain all about what the commies are trying to do, how they try to change language. Mm-hmm. how they try to fool you into it. Random thoughts will keep you up to. And then every Monday you want to be here for yes. planet rage. It's a guided tour. You can raise your hand. You can ask questions. If you're in the troll room at trollroom.io. you can send us a boost to and get your questions in that way. We interact live with the tour group. We want to make sure you are uh, in, going in the right direction. And uh, with all that said, we'll be back again next week to do it again.
1: We shall. And even better. We just keep getting better and
2: better. Yes, episode 71. ho. it's gonna be epic. <laughs> the
1: US strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic state. Home world going! To shit. Planet!